Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, thank you. As always, if you want to see us uh, a little bit more up close and personal, you can always tune in at the YouTube channel, which, uh, oh, geez, we're up to uh, 113 subscribers. Uh, we would love to get that up and up and up. And uh, if you do subscribe after hearing uh, my pleas for you to join us on the YouTube channel, uh, not only will you get to see myself, Rocket, and Magic uh, face-to-face, up close and personal, it's a largely unedited uh, version of what we do. Um, we'd love to see you over there. But uh, if you listen to us on the audio, we always appreciate you tuning in. Uh, and thank you for those that uh, get up early on whatever the morning is and, and send us an, the, the message to say you've listened. Um, it's a thing like that that keeps us going. Got the guys waiting. Got a bit to talk about. Thanks for joining us. Man, welcome to you up there in Queensland. How are you? Love that music. Love that music. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm great. I'd rather be doing this than busting my knuckles on flat packs and all the crap that I've had to put together for the last week. Okay, still project move in to uh, Captain Queensland. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. you know that's what happens when you. Yeah, it is what it is. Have you got the uh, the family to work? Is everyone pitching in? Oh, yeah. They're pitching in to put stuff in backwards. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't do what I did the last time uh, I built some flat pack furniture. I thought I was being very clever. I built it out in the, um, in the lounge room so I could still watch TV. I picked it up. I, I said, no, no, I won't do it that way because the instructions say do it that way. I'll do it this way. I picked the thing up on, on the wrong way and it just literally went boom and went flat. Like it, the popped its, it popped the rivets in every point. Every point. Don't do that. Uh, Magic Mike, how are you? Excellent. How did you recover? How did you recover after the uh, thirty-six hole extravaganza? The thirty-six hole extravaganza. I I actually was okay. Uh, I made the mistake of being talked into having another game of golf on Sunday, though. So we played Thursday. We did. Uh, Sunday, I got talked into driving down to Lonsdale, which wasn't too difficult to twist my arm, but uh, on the fifth hole. The back gave out, so that wasn't that was not good. So I, I haven't done any flat packs. I've done a whole lot of laying flat and going to Cairo's and sitting on foam rollers this week, and that's about it. Uh, did you enjoy uh, the, the thirty six around uh, PK South, South and North? Loved it. I loved it. I, I had seen South before with you um, twelve months ago. I'd say eighteen months ago. Yeah, about that. Yeah, but uh, the North was great. Well, they're both exceptional golf courses. I really enjoyed it. It's such a treat to be able to um, play those sorts of courses. And God, you're lucky to have two courses like that in that little pocket that we can just sort of head down. How far is it from home for you? Uh, it's about eleven and a half minutes. If I get the uh, red light at uh, Davies Bay or Davies. Yeah, the intersection of the Pan and Davies where the pubs are. Yeah. Um, if I get that red light, it might take a half a minute more. But uh, no, look, yeah. obviously a joke. But it's not. It's not far away. But eleven minutes to those two. You are. Yeah, you're doing very well. Yeah. If it was only eleven minutes to my uh, place of employment, which is, is, is almost like uh, an hour and forty five plus eleven minutes. So um, anyway, there's there's always the pros, the pros and the cons. Ups and downs. Uh, 
Um, and, and the company was good too, which was great. Uh, some cracking company, and thank you to Stephen Britton for joining us. He's still in Australia on his um, break from being the Director of Agronomy at Chevy Chase Club. You can check out the interview that I did with Stephen last year. I don't know what it is, 100 and something. Uh, but it was great to host Stephen around the South course. I'm not sure if he had already seen it or not. Uh, he, I, I said, which one do you want to play? He said, let's play the South because he'd played the North previously uh, the previous week. Uh, but it was just great to hear some of his stories of the people in his sphere of uh, greensmanship that he uh, comes across, some of his experiences working for the PGA Tour. Of mm. course, when you're the director of greens at a, a TPC course, as he was at TPC Potomac, um, you know, you're, you're working for the PGA Tour. They hosted, uh, what were the court, the, the Quicken Loans? And, um, Quicken Loans. They had five, five events there, I think, and maybe an Amex, something like that, yeah. Express, I think. So hearing those stories about uh, him setting the course up again and hearing it firsthand uh, was phenomenal. Um, you know, just hearing... Him working with, uh, you know, the people that he works with, unbelievable. It used to be the Kemper Open, which the Shark won Kemper. in 1986, I think. There we go. Uh, and then we were, we were joined by uh, Dan, Old Salty Dan um, from uh, Old Salty Golf. It was it was great to uh, bring the, uh, the life app from behind the caricature. And, you know, once again, you can see very clearly why, why that brand is growing from strength to strength and, and the, the retro golf craze is, is in, no, it's not a craze, it's not a fad, it's, it's here with us and it's continuing. Um, it's in good hands with uh, Dan uh, mm, because he... knowledge. It's a religion. It, he, it is a religion and he is the, the savant-like guru um, up there in the you know, north coast of New South Wales in, in his uh, little haven up there. Um, some of the stuff that he knows, some of the people that he's spoken to and just uh, the finger on the pulse in terms of um, all parts of uh, retro golf, he is close to it. And speaking of retro golf and vintage golf and hickory golf, then we were joined by uh, another great supporter of the podcast, someone who gives a lot of time, a lot of feedback, and uh, we re- really appreciate that, is uh, Matt Mollica. Great to see Matt. Uh, you and Matt have been friends for a while, Mike. Um, you know, it was good. It was it was a good. It was, day. It was great. We had uh, we narrowly dodged the very big storms that came through. I think we were, on, were we on 10, 10 on the north course maybe when the big storms came through and we yeah. had to stand around while the lightning went past and talked about life with about you know fifteen other golfers hiding. It was great. It was, it was just a really good day. It was a timely oh, good, rake. Good, good 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 timing too with the hut. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> fully stocked, fully stocked with beer, ready for a, a bunch of guys to just wander in there and wait. You, you wouldn't have wanted to be on like thirteen T or something like that. No, no. <laughs> you're the furthest part of the course. Those 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 blokes didn't hear the siren and kept playing. They did. That's right. They did. They came back in. They said it. Oh was there a siren before? It's like, yeah. Well, there was one across the way at um, Long Island, and then about five minutes later, there was one here. And uh, thanks to Talamate for the loan of the uh, nine degree stealth plus uh, for a little bit of uh, bomb exhibition um, during the break. Bomb. Did you like? Did you fire it up the induction <laughs> driver on uh, during hey, the break he, and do did some, he fire it up? Do some bacon eggs, you know, just under the it under was, the hut on twelve north, eighteen south. He he teed off, and uh, it, there's no way it was more than maximum ten meters from the green. Maximum. So he's piped one down the right-hand side and caught the down slope. Killed the ball. Mm. And the other one, you nearly drove the green. Which hole was that? It was on the north course, was it? I forget, Mark. Yeah, it's just so many. many. There's another hole. Uh, It was the par five. So it was a big par five. I think you put the video up on uh, on the socials. Mm. And... um, Unlike me to do that. No, nah, it was late in the day. might have been 
14 or 15, 15 on south, so, uh, north, yeah. So, yeah, 15, the big the big long one that comes back after the par three. Yeah. So Anyway, the driver's, the driver's really good. Uh, all of the hoo-ha that's uh, out there, um, you can check out my little video on, on the Drummer Golf YouTube. If you give that a like, uh, that'd be good. It's only short. It's only just a bit of product information. I, I played with the product after making the video, so it was a little bit reverse around, but um, uh, any support over there would be good too. Uh, look, it was great to... Great, great product, and uh, I've got more of that. You can see some of of which behind me that I've got there for the uh, re- the reviews. I've got a bit of Zexio stuff there, and I've got a bit of Odyssey. I've got all the new range of Odyssey putters there, and um, the the one that might surprise you there is the two red stuff just there. Um, so all that's in the in the can. Well, not in the can yet, but I've got to do some stuff for Drummer Golf for that. So yeah, it's all fun. Um, busy, busy. Now speaking of busy, thanks for the support on the um, the the tip to tip show. That's good. I think last count we had 40-odd people in there. So, yeah, we, it was north of 40 now. There's a few um, few names of people I don't know. There's some old regulars in there, but there's some people hiding under some <laughs> some great names. Some I do appreciate names. them. Rocket, uh, Ross doesn't look too happy with <laughs> one of the names up the top. Rocket has played, <laughs> Ross has played with Minwoo or something like that. Um, but no, I, I'm looking forward. Hopefully everyone's got their tips in because they'll be listening to this probably post the time it tees off because they tell for about 4.30 tomorrow morning Melbourne time. Is it too um, late? Can you join as you go? Like, yeah, you can join. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So you, if you are listening to this post uh, the start of the Tony Open, uh, you can still join us, and there will be Definitely. somewhat regular prizes. And we've got the big, the big prize. What's the big prize? I can't, I can't even remember. Two hundred and fifty or five. A car. Uh, a car. And that's next year. Um, Two hundred and fifty bucks for the grand prize uh, yeah. voucher, and then we'll have some uh, some other ones. Some, um, but I mean, this week it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So realistically, at the end of the day, there'll be people of the forty this week. Could be one of us or all three of us that our player misses the cut, so we get $0. So it doesn't matter whether someone missed this week because they jump in next week and yeah. they're equal with us. So it's going to be great to um, – it just gives us something to keep uh, talking to the people yeah. who've joined the, the, the party and, um, you know, want to keep engaging with us. That's great. Uh, just for the, the giggles that happened at the start there. So we've got – you you pick your username as you do with any of these things that are online. You know, everyone's used to that and there's always some funny ones. Um, someone who's funny uh, made a username – Ross has played with Min Woo Lee. Well, of course, everyone who listens knows that. I talk about it every week. That's a fact. Um, I, all I could think was, well, you know, there's still a few usernames available. If you're going to go down that track, there's Ross has with uh, Wade Ormsby, uh, Ross has with uh, George Campillo, and uh, you know, Lucas Herbert. So if you want to j- gr- jump on and grab those ones, they're available. Um, I didn't change my name to the Tall Whisperer. I'll just go, with, I'll just go with M. Log Roscoe. That'll do. M. Log Roscoe. That's fair enough. Uh, let's just talk about the picks um, for this week because we've started talking about it. So there is no order. So this is the order. Uh, who did you go with, Mike? Uh, Sanjay Im. I tossed up. I nearly took Cam Smith, but I went with Sanjay. Sanjay, uh, when I did the ratings this week, uh, it was a very weird week. So the guys that there was, there was two or three players that came up in my top five or six that were way over 100 to 1. So I wasn't taking one of them, but I was I was a bit surprised. But yeah, Cam Smith came up on top, but I took Sung Jay as my number one pick. Rocket Man, what about you? So before I go to that, oh, so who, who, who are those six that come up in the uh, the Mike Starter Lake? Mike Starter Lake, uh, on top was Cam Smith. 
Yep. Sungjae Im, number two. Yep. Four, five, and number six was Leishman, then Joel Damon and Taylor Gooch. And they're all around the market. But the ones in the middle that stood out, and one of them I had to go and look up because I don't know much about him, was Hayden Buckley, uh, who's come off the Corn Ferry. He came up as my number three. Yeah. Adam Schenk and the real Rory. Yes. The real Rory came up in position five in the in the data lake. So, yeah. I, I, I watched a video on real Rory's house too, PJ Memes. Yeah, so that's great. Well, what's the video on Real Rory's house? Oh, so there's a guy that does PGA memes. It's quite funny. He's lo- he's co-opted the PGA Tour logo, and it's a guy drinking a beer with a beer gut. And um, he's made a bit of a name for himself on, on Instagram, making all these sort of memes. And he's doing videos now. So he's done one with Leash, Jason Day. Cam Smith. Cam Smith. Yeah, he's picking the Loves good the ones. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, Pat Perez, he did Pat, Pat Perez's Perez one. Did the shoes, yeah. Did the shoes. Oh my god. What's, and the, then, what's, uh, what's the account? That's uh, just PGA memes on, oh, right, okay. uh, yep. on YouTube. Yep. And yeah, last week's one was uh, Savo Roy Sabatini. Yeah, that was that was really good. I actually made my wife sit down and watch a fast-forwarded, clip-down version of Jason Day's house. I was like, if we ever live somewhere where it's snowing, this is what our house would look like if we had all the money in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, it, it's the same house. He's not. He's got the simulator that. And, and the, yeah. The door opens up and it's got the yeah. range down yeah, the back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So tip for me, I, I went with um Mr. Russell Henley. He's always going to be a fast out of the gate early in the year, and he's contended a couple of times. I think. Yeah. Last yeah. year, or the year before, I think he was contending and blew up near the end. Yep. So he's been up. Up on this leaderboard, and I think he's content. He's did he win it a couple he of did. years ago? He won 2012, uh, 17th, 2014, 13th, 2016, and 11th in 2020. There's, there's lots of uh good results, and his last three starts, or his last two on the PGA Tour, seventh at Houston and 22nd at the RSM. So, no, he's a good pick. Yeah, there we go. So, there's mine, my one and done, Russell, Russell Henley. Get him out of the way early. It's uh, pick him at the right time of the year. He's 12th on the data lake. 12th in the data lake. <laughs> oh, where's my guy on the data lake? I knew you were about to ask me that. Um, he is, I don't know how many people have got through the uh, uh, the final field, but I've got 144 in the data lake and he cruises in bang on number 100 in the data lake. Mm. Doesn't mean he won't win, just never know. Clearly, I did not look at the data of any. Uh, seek, I did not seek any advice from you, any thoughts um, around my picking of Christian Bezoidenhut. Uh, but I you did, had a good enough reason to pick him. Well, you know, he's a Southern Hemisphere boy. Um, I, I like uh, Christian. He's a good player. Um, I like the South Africans. They can pop up anywhere. Uh, but the only reason that I picked him, if you want to know, is um, I served someone with exactly the same surname this week. It stuck out. Of course, I asked the gentleman, I said, any chance you're a relation to Christian Bezuidenhut? He went, no, but of course, uh, as a golfer, I get asked that every second day. So thanks for the question. Um, so I went with uh, Christian Bezuidenhut for no okay. other reason other than I met someone this week uh, buying their Pro-V1 Strixons or Chrome Softs or whatever it was um, with the name Bezuidenhut. And uh, so good luck to both Bezuidenhuts in their golfing conquest this week. There you go. 
So uh, that's it. The tip, the tipping is live. Join on. Uh, you can get it at Teepsta, the Mile of Golf uh, Network. There, join in and um, be part of the fun. Uh, okay, now that tournament that is this week, we might as well talk about that because we're talking about it. So I was obviously thinking that's who we think is going to win. Um, Wiley. Wiley. What does Wiley usually throw at Rocket? Seth Rayner. I think Gil Hans did a bit of a reno on it a few years back to, to bring it a little bit closer to what it used to be. And score-wise, what, what's the usual sort of form in scoring around there? Is it depending on wind blowing off the, uh, the Pacific? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely wind, but they'll shoot some silly scores. Uh, the weather looks perfect, and it's a par 70. S- yeah, I think so. So th- this is where Justin Thomas shot 59 a couple of years ago. Someone will shoot something close enough to that again this week, for sure. Yeah, but it's good, it's good golf. Hmm. Good course. Um, one, it's not long. It's, it can be tight. It's, again, it's the yeah. hole. If you've got a, someone that can move the ball around, historically, it's not a bomber that's going to win it. Um, now, well, and, your, uh, your buddy had signed up until he pulled out with a sore wrist and a few people were talking about whether he could drive, you know, three or four of these holes over the cut corners that people don't, don't normally cut, young Bryson. But... Uh, I'm surprised he doesn't pull out of more tournaments for having a sore wrist. I was, about, <laughs> I was just about to say, I'm surprised you haven't said something about him having a sore wrist and how he got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll be it'll be some silly scores. Um, someone made a really good point last week. Everyone was up in arms about Cam Smith shooting what 33 at 33 under at Kapalua. The winning score at Wailai last year was only one shot higher than that but because it's a past 70 not a past 73 it looks yeah. substantially worse when it's a 73 so yeah 73 what have they got they make i think they've it's the five or six because i think i can't remember it's five or six par fives it's they've only, is it three par threes or something i can't remember yeah it's a weird it's a weird mix but there's a couple of there's a couple of um <clears throat> there's a par five there that and it was soft four. Yeah, it was soft. Yeah. So all yeah. of a sudden, it's just just bomb away, and you know, soft means the greens, you know, receptive, and they're not that fast because they're not going to run them that fast. Because if the wind gets up, it gets a bit ugly on that course. So yeah. you know, when you've got benign conditions, they're mm. going to you know, you've got the best players in the world. They're going to rip it to pieces. Perfect courses, perfect conditions, soft fairways, lift clean in place for rounds one and two. Yeah, which they uh, never should have done. They they'll they'll rip it apart, like you said. Yeah, we'll come we'll yeah. come back to that one. But the, just on the Sony, just to finish that off. So the field, it's not a weak weak field, but it's not an uber uber strong field, is it? It's, it no. Yeah, it's, it's it's every now and then you get some really good players that will turn up and play at that because they've probably gone to the tournament champions and they'll they'll back it up and play there again, um, kind of to almost yeah. like you know make it worth the while, and. And, and it's, it's surprising that more more of the better ones don't play it. If they've already played, say, the Tournament of Champions, you're already there, so why not turn that event out? Um, That's it. I can't remember what's coming up in the next couple of weeks, but, yeah. The un- oh, because then, then they're going to Palm Spr- they go, go to Palm Springs next week. Yeah. So that's 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 another, you know... Shootout. No wind. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a three course rotation one. Yeah, it's, AJ it's West a, and it's a driver and best driver, best putter for the week. That's mm. what it comes down to. Yeah, no wind. Uh, top Scott Market uh, for for this week. Uh, I couldn't so find one. No, I don't think. Uh, I'm sure there's there's either one or none playing. But I'm right, sure yeah, someone's one. playing. I think Rusty's playing. Rusty, uh, yeah, Rusty, Rusty's in there. I think Seamus, our other boy. I think Seamus Powers in there. The only uh, the only one that I did market that I thought you might be interested in was a uh, top Aussie because there's one, two, three, four, five, six playing because Herbie put Herbie withdrew. Herbie mm. was in, but he's not playing. Cam Smith and Mark Leishman, who are two of the red-hot favourites to win the whole thing. Matt Jones, who probably should be after the way he went last week. And Cameron Davis, probably very similar. Uh, Cameron Percy and Brett Druitt uh, are the Aussies this week. So that's the top Aussie market. Top Aussie? Who's the top Aussie? I'm going to take Leish purely because I just think he was very close to going very well last week and Cam was just away and gone. Rocket. Oh, I think this is a Cameron zone. <laughs> I, think, I think I think you're gonna have to get a t-shirt, um, one with sleeves on it, maybe uh, the Cameron zone um, sticker or badge on the front of it for this year, because uh, <laughs> they're gonna feature a lot. You need to get a, a Cameron zone, yeah, bumper sticker yeah. with all the Cam- Camerons uh, caricatures not, 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 on it. It's not a Cam Smith. I was thinking Cam Davis. I yeah. This is yeah. Cam Davis. Course. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, we've talked about the we're talking about this week. We've talked about last week. Uh, no, we've got to talk about. Like, I've lost my train of thought. Last week, last we week, had last, last week, last week, we, we started to talk about. Now let's talk about last week, which was a yeah. So we're on track. We're on script. Yeah, exactly yep. right. <laughs> we're back. Um, last week, yeah, it was lift clean in place. Uh, was, the score was the scores were low. People were going to talk about the scores. Who cares? Um, the, mm. the that final round of golf. Uh, which I didn't see a lot of. I've watched the highlights, but everyone that I spoke to, you know, I, I if I don't watch it, I sort of listen to the commentary of the people, um, yeah, you know, that I speak to all day, every day in the in the time preceding, and that's my barometer of, you know, how successful the tournament was. Um, of course, when an Aussie wins, it's always going to be heightened, but just the fact that it was like a, I think my dad even said it was like a good old fashioned boxing match. You know, like it was yeah. just like. About, you know, someone was up, next person's up, and then the other bloke's back up, and the other one's got him on the ropes, and then it looks like it's going to go the other way. How did, how did you guys uh, feel about it, watching it? Uh, well, I just got TVs installed, so I haven't watched a lot. Um, but from what I could read more than anything, and then just some of the highlights, you know, I think, did Cam go wire to wire? Cam went wire to wire, yep. Yep. One, wire to wire is hard in any field, let alone having the world number one who, like, basically just standing beside you throwing haymakers for 36 holes. Yeah, absolutely. So I- for him to go toe-to-toe with the world number one for 36 holes, like... Yeah. Oh, it was it was the coming out party. It was like Cam's been yeah. on a really solid stretch to finish the year. I didn't really like him this week or purely because the course was wet. He doesn't hit it off the tee as well as a lot of these guys. I think when I looked up the stats, I think he was ranked something like 100th last year, strokes gained off the tee. So guys that 
taking into account length and accuracy. We spoke about it and we talked about that last week. Yeah. And I just couldn't I couldn't have him. Not, not that he's not a great player. He does everything else. He scrambles probably one of the best on tour. His putting's exceptional. But for him to come out on a wet course and be hitting it as far as John Rahm and, and a lot of other big hitters and shoot 65, 64, 64, 65 is unbelievable. And like you said, the haymakers that were throwing, there's one point, I might have been on Sunday when I was driving down to Lonsdale, I was listening to it on the radio, and um, John Rahman made some sort of, you know, 30, 40-foot bomb, and then Cam just punched one in. Oh, sorry, no. Rahman made a one close enough, I think, that he tapped in, and then uh, Cam, and then knocked a 40-foot bomb in straight on top that they didn't, they thought Rahman was going to catch one up on him, but he just couldn't. He just kept, he was absolutely nails the whole week. Cam, it was really, really, really good. And Matt Jones this weekend. For a bloke to shoot 62-61 on the weekend and not win a tournament, is not that's not going to happen too often. That's unbelievable golf. doesn't matter how soft the uh, the course is. Like You've got to be shooting lights uh, to do that. Still got to make the parts. And I spoke to Mike Ferroni uh, on Thursday and Thursday night. Or we, anyway, we were talking about the course and he's, he's played there. And... Um, yeah, he said they're probably the grainiest greens uh, that he's ever played on, and probably you know would suit the Queenslander. And uh, he was absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said he just said that they were like oh. nothing, nothing he'd ever played on in Queensland. Put it that way. So really, it, really grainy greens. Yeah. It's probably the first time when I've listened to the commentary and actually heard someone that has half a clue about Australian golf, because every time you hear them talk about Australia and uh, this course is really, you know. Plays a lot like the sand belt, so the Aussies are going to go well. It's like, what, what? like I don't know why you think every single course in Australia is like Royal Melbourne. Yeah. Like these guys do really well in Hawaii and the West Coast and Florida, because a lot of them grew up in Queensland, and that, that's the sort of grass and that's the sort of climate that they're used to playing on. That's nothing like playing at Royal Melbourne, yeah. um, New South Wales, yeah. and Queensland, Kaikuyu, Power, you yeah. know, all different surfaces and conditions, and those special, yeah, Bermuda. So. Yeah. That's what it's like up there. Um, yeah. Who was it? Who, what commentator was that? Can't remember who it was. It was the two that were doing the television well, on the. Wasn't Monday. Faldo. That's for, no, that's wasn't for Faldo. sure. Thank no. God. But it was, um, yeah, it's just one of those com- the commentary every time I listen to it. And I can guarantee I'll hear it at some point, someone reviewing a tournament coming up where they'll be like, the Aussies do well this week because it's hard and fast and they love it like that because it's like Royal Melbourne. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Or Harold Varner, the one last year was Harold Varner. He will do well here because he, he won the Australian PGA and, you know, the, those Australian courses. It's like the Australian PGA is nothing like it and a Royal Melbourne course. It was played up at, at um, was it Royal Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah. Royal it's, like, it's like me walking into, you know, the I've US. I've played Royal Pines a couple of times. It ain't it's, nothing. It's not like Royal Melbourne. No. Yeah. It's no. like assuming that every course in America – Cape Shanks closer to Royal Melbourne than yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Anyway, but no, look, Aussies do well there, and he's right. Those sorts of greens suit, suit us for sure. Well, it was great to see uh, the Aussies perform well, and uh, we look forward to seeing them uh, perform well this week. Hopefully, as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the mullet of paradise is off to a great start. Well, yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, it's going to. It's going to be with us for another another year. You'd have to think he's not getting rid of it now, yeah. Why oh no, it's, it's it's become a thing, right? It, it's a it's an identif- it's an identifier. So it's the sneakiest pip move ever, and it's working. 
So mm. I'm just going to call him the the mullet of paradise. You know the birds of paradise ones. You know the blue ones yep. where yep. they 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 put their you know they frill out just to sort of dance and get attention. <laughs> yeah, he's the mullet oh. of paradise. <laughs> he's he's uh, up to uh, world golf rankings up to number ten, number ten in the wow. world. Wow. And Data Golf has him ranked number three in the world. Pretty good. So they do their own rankings and they say he's number three, uh, but his official ranking is number ten. So yeah, we golf. need to get uh, another golfer and another elite athlete, Ryan Pappenhausen, and uh, and Cameron together. Uh, and Cameron needs to, if he's going to propagate the mullet, he's got to promote the mullet too. Uh, and Ryan Pappenhausen does a great job of promoting, not only propagating but promoting the mullet. Uh, any young NRL star that that has a mullet, the same as Ryan Pappenhausen, and they tag him in it, he just reposts it and keeps share, and he shares the love of anyone that supports the mullet. So any of you young golfers out there that want to support the uh, the uh, Cam mullet, um, I'm sure that we can get him to promote the mullet for you. And uh, the mullet's beyond uh, you and me, uh, Magic, but um, you know, yeah, young golfers, if you, want, if you want someone to look up to, there's no better player at the moment uh, to look up to than, uh, than uh, Cameron. So um, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get Ryan Pappenhausen on the podcast one day and talk about mullets. Yeah, there you go. Uh, speaking of mullets, um, the Brisbane River flows past uh, rural Queensland, and um, you, you might you might throw a line in there this weekend, rocket, and then nip over to uh, the PGA. How does that grab you? A few of the few of the wonderful listeners have been putting out offers to give me tickets to actually to go, but you know, with everything that's going on, I just know that if I decide to nick off down the road and go watch a bit of golf. I'll be a dead man. Okay. With every everything, I've got. I think I've got more stuff that's coming in the next couple of days to put together. So I, I wish I could nick over there and and um, and go and watch it. Um, but alas, it'll, I'll have to wait another year. Well, it's it's uh, what's end of today, day one, obviously. Day um, one. Yeah. We've got Louis Dobler leading Queensland's very own Louis Dobler. Um, Dobbs, Dobbs today was your boy. Bulletproof. Yeah. He, the first, I watched a lot of the golf today. I had it on as I was working away. And uh, I turned the television on for the afternoon groups. And the first thing I saw was someone jar it on the second for an eagle from, you know, 100 metres out on the short par four. Oof. And they panned back and I'm like, oh, it stops. <laughs> so he's jarred it, jarred it for eagle, then went birdie, birdie. So it's four under through four. And I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty solid golf. Uh, he had one bogey. He's back nine. He probably was a little bit up and down, put himself in some funny little spots, but he just got out of them. He, he is, just was he, really good. Is he still amateur or? No, he's pro now. Turn pro, yeah, after he came back. Um, just remind everyone why he is your boy on this podcast. Mate. Oh, he's our boy, yeah. So I just, from a long time ago, he was, he's, well, he's a member at Brookwater and I was up there, I must have been five or six years ago. And uh, I'd walked into the pro shop and, and there on the table was the, the members. Uh, match play results and the, the, this person that had won had won, you know, whatever it was, eight and seven or whatever. They'd smashed the pants off whoever they'd played. And I said to the guy behind the kick, oh, gee, that was a bit of a hiding. He goes, yeah, and the, he's only 13. And I'm like, oh, gee whiz, that's pretty good. And his name was Lewis Double R. So I started following him on, on Twitter and whatever else. And he was this young kid who was going to play golf and how he's, Day one, leading the PGA comfortably and heads out tomorrow morning. If, if he can put four rounds together like that, where he really minimises any big mistakes, he'll give it a real shake. 
Well, good luck, uh, Louis, because it was a year ago that I met him uh, when he came in to visit in the store and he was just walked in to have a game of indoor golf uh, with um, with Gaz, um, Ash Barty's partner, and they just wanted to have a hit, hit of golf after the, I think it was after the Master Amateurs, which is also on this week. And, um, yes. yeah, two fine young men, but uh, Louis just smashed it uh, into the simulator and just, just uh, it was an exhibition. It was great to watch. Um, but a lovely young man and uh, obviously a very, very talented uh, Australian golfer. Um, another one I just want to uh, wish all the best to, I, I don't know Dylan, uh, but Dylan Perry um, hails out of the Hunter Valley, uh, played uh, quite a lot of golf out of the vintage, uh, which is in my backyard up there at home, and uh, obviously my brother, who was the groundkeeper of the family, built that place, so um, good luck to Dylan Perry, I think Dylan's might be from a Brankston boy or from that part of the world, but um, yeah, good luck to Dylan. Uh, and a few other names up there, um, yeah. some that we've seen before, some that we don't know, Brad Kennedy, um, Michael Sim. Uh, Michael Sims started very well. Went out in the uh, morning. That there's a what's his name, young fella Minwoo. He's a decent player. He's he's a Minwoo out, yeah. out in the morning as well. Just a, a hey Ross, have you played with Minwoo before? Yeah, actually I have. <laughs> Thanks, Rocket, for reminding me. I've forgotten about that. Uh, the picture's just over there. Um, <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three under. Not not too bad from Minwoo. I mean, he's the He's the favourite this week. He's the class of the field, but it's probably a different sort of um, different sort of week for him. Normally, he gets to go to the tournament and play golf. This week, he's doing all the press. He's yeah. doing a bit of this and yeah. that. So yeah, he's um, he's going to have a long week. Um, but that uh, Dylan Perry had five straight birdies on the back nine today. Oh, he can play. Um, like, uh, what I know about Dylan Perry is he he is a serious uh, ball striker. Um, he can play. Aaron Pike was really good for a lot of the day. And that the one who's tied fit with second, uh, Jed Morgan, he's a RQ member. And I wish I'd known that before it started because he was loving life. He's, he had a good, solid personality on him. He was making some birdies and whipping up the crowd a little bit. And, yeah, he's sitting at 600, which is great. And the other one I liked before the tournament kicked was um, the other young bloke, Elvis Smiley, who had a really, really good, um, good sort of finish after a little wobbly start. He was playing with... Um, with Dobbs, so it was good. Great television today. Clates on the bag. Clates on the bag. Yeah, it doesn't hurt when you've got the bloke who did the redesign telling you where to hit it. You just got to you're that good, and most of the time these blokes do hit it where they want to hit it. <laughs> They're not like me, talented, but uh, it'll be good. Talented young man, Elvis Smiley, coming out of uh, a talented family with his mum being Liz Smiley, obviously one of yep. Australia's great tennis uh, women tennis players. Um, who PK members in the, I don't know if you looked at that, uh, Mike, but and uh, Rocket, um, few PK members in there. And good luck to those guys, Mika, Dave Mikaluzzi. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, the director of coaching uh, playing, Marcus Fraser. Yeah. Also, we've got uh, we've got uh, Bryden. Bryden is playing, and um, uh, bu- 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 um, young. Um, where is he? I'm trying to look where he is. Sorry about the dead air. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Why are you saying that? There's one person I saw in the li- on the <laughs> who's playing. Mm-hmm. Didn't know he's still playing tour events. Uh, Glenn Joyner. <laughs> where, is he, where is he sitting? I didn't see him today unless he went out in the morning. Tied for 114th. Nearly, nearly DFL. Yeah. But Glenn Joyner, I remember, I remember, I played, I was in a pro-am with Glenn Joyner. We're talking like 1989, 90? He did. He's out in the afternoon tomorrow. So Minwoo's out in the afternoon as well. He's, he's off the 10th, second to last group, 12.40 so, Queensland so he, time. So he must time. be what? He'd be 60. Has to be. To a lot of Queenslanders, lots of Queenslanders playing. But the big, the big groups tomorrow that they'll be able to watch 
Uh, Brad Kennedy, Michael Sim off at 11.20 with Sarah Jane Smith. So they've got the mixed groups this week, which is awesome with the ladies. Yep. Uh, Min Lee, Blake Windred and Sue O, and then Brett Rumford, Zach Murray, Cassie Porter. So that's probably the main groups. And then Fraser and Peter Lonan after that. Yeah. Uh, of course, sorry, uh, my, my apologies. Uh, I did look it up. Um, just had a blank. Uh, Lawrence, Cur- Lawrence Curtis, a uh, great young fellow I've known for a long time, and uh, also Brady Watt, winner of the Sandbell Classic. Good luck Correct. to all those PK guys. Yeah. Um, um, the 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 women, the, the ALPG, yeah. yeah, the ALPG um, event. How's that going, Mike? So I didn't get to watch too much of it. Oh, sorry, they, they sort of flicked up the scores, but obviously a limited field versus the men. So there's only 20 women playing and then there's a full field of the men, but they're, they're mixed in. They're playing for the Kari Webb Cup, I think it's called. Uh, Suo was out in the morning and she did some damage. She was sitting at five under with a bogey on 16 and probably just sitting in the clubhouse. So when I turned the television on, it didn't look like there wasn't any, I don't think it was anyone else on the par. So it looked like she was going to, smashed them up but grace kim played in the afternoon uh played really well uh so she got up to two under and uh, she was playing with um jeff oh nice ugly so um yeah it's great it was just such so good to say you know it was just so i won't say normalize isn't really the word you want to use but it was just great because you just saw them walking around together jeff would tee off then they'd forward down to the forward front tee so would tee off or grace would tee off go from there was good. Yeah, well, you already had the success of the like the Vic Open, so it just yep. made a lot of sense. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Jeff had a, you know, had his fingers in, in pulling some strings in there to make it, make it sort of so. The other interesting thing is that this is being broadcast um, even into the US. So I was listening to the Shotgun Star guys, and they they were, oh, yeah. they were excited. They they picked it as their event of the week. Oh, that's because it's men's and women's, and in Australia, and um, because it's. Um, being broadcast, I think either on ESPN into yep. um, into the US. Oh, that's good. No, yeah, look, it's a, there's 120 men, 24 women, but there were some withdrawals with a few testing positive to COVID. Um, Do you know how many had to withdraw? I know my guy had to. Is it three or four? I saw. Uh, I felt terrible. Young Adam Siamis, who is uh, a staff member at my joint, um, throws winning Division One captain this year. Uh, Medway's club champion went up to caddy for I forget the name of uh, his player, but you know we, we got a got him a um a rat test before, so he you know he was searching for a rat test before he could enter Queensland. He was panicked about that. We got him a rat test, sent him up there, got the the few weeks off to play in a few tournaments and caddy for his mate, and then his mate gets up there and contracts COVID and has to pull out. So it was real yeah, shame. I didn't say it. Real shame I, I for Adam. Who was who was who was his um who was his mate? I've, I can't remember. I'd be guessing if I said. Yeah, I'd be I guessing. can't remember. There was a couple of names that went out. Cause I, yeah, because I, I, I used to play. There's one guy, a Queenslander guy, Matty Guy. Matty Guy is who I was thinking of. He definitely yeah, yeah. had a victory. Yeah. No, it wasn't Matty. It, um, I'm not sure. It was one of the young um, young guys from down this way. So, uh, there's, there's yeah, okay. Steph Kiriaki as well had to withdraw. Um, but the one thing I saw that, or that I thought was great was uh, prize money this week. So, obviously, there's. 120 men, 24 women. Uh, there's a million dollars in prize money for the men, 300 for the women, which doesn't sound great, but equal prize money for the winner. So it's 180k for the, the top uh, men's and 180 for the top women, which is awesome. That's good. Well, we've talked about that before in terms of uh, the women's and the men's prize money in the states, and um, you know that's great if there's a, if that's a sponsorship thing and the sponsors are influencing that the 
two winners get the equal prize money. That's great. I could only implore the um, sponsors, the marketing people in the States to do the same and pull some money out of here and put it into more in the women's. Uh, that'd be great. Anyway, um, go down that path. Uh, there is another event um, on at the moment, the Master of the Amateurs, uh, being played at Victoria. And um, wow, it would have been pretty tough conditions out there today. Some of the scoring after 54 holes, so there's a cut after 54 holes. So this is like the creme de la creme of amateur golf in Australia. It's suggest it's a full field because you know everyone can travel some of the some of the biggest scores you know plus 30 plus 28 plus 27 what? um yeah tough day <laughs> tough couple of days but the the leaders minus six harrison crow from new south wales great young player uh but another young boy from the hunter valley young Corey lamb um Corey lamb is is part of the obviously the lamb family from um, hale out of brankston just north of Cessnock, uh, and he's the the nephew of uh, Mark Hale, who was a young fellow that I played a lot of golf with as a junior. Uh, Mark Hale was the one that uh, qualified for the New South Wales Open a few years ago, and all his mates went on a betting splurge, and um, the, the betting agencies pulled pulled the market. They said, "What's going on here? Something's not right. There's a splurge on this fella. We don't know something." And uh, it was all Mark Hale's crazy coal mining mates from up in the Hunter uh, putting money on him. Um, but doesn't tell the betting agencies. They're normally so great with making sure that you know if you got one over of them, they'll, they'll I'll pay you, I'm sure. Corey Lamb, I met I met Corey Lamb at uh, Royal Melbourne uh, playing the Pro-Am uh, many years ago um, and this little kid was there in his golf uh, uniform. He was there with the schools. He must have, would have been all about 12. And, of course, you know me, I wanted to go and talk to the kids. Where are you guys from? Oh, we're from Victoria. No, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, we're from Queensland. No, I don't like Queensland. Where are the New South Wales kids? Oh, over here. And Corey Lamb's a, a big, big fella, right? He's, he's a big fella and he was a big fella when he was a young fella. And he stood out, and then he was had a big smile on his face. I said, "Where are you? Where are you from, young fella?" He said, "I'm from Brankston." And I thought, "Well, I can, this can only go one way. I'm the only I'm the only bloke in this whole property, other than him, uh, that knows what where Brankston is." I said, "Yeah, really." I said, "Are you a good golfer?" He went, "Yeah." Oh, yeah. And he looked at his dad, and his dad shaking. He said, "Yeah, yeah, he's good." I said, "Whoa, I only know one good golfer from Brankston, and that's Mark Hale." And they both just looked at me with these eyes. He said. Dad, he knows Uncle Mark. <laughs> so uh, that was my story of meeting uh, Corey Lamb. So good luck to you, Corey Lamb. Uh, do it yeah. for the, do it for the hunter. Sitting second, minus four. Oh, he can play too. Like he is a serious, serious golfer, and he's been well tutored by his Uncle Mark, who um, doesn't pull any punches and uh, has a bit of a laugh. He's a bit of a wild, wild child, but um, he would have been well schooled in uh, golf craft uh, by his Uncle Mark. I-, I played in the Master of the Amateurs. I'm not even joking. Okay. Did. I got. Uh, I did. I, I did play, but I obviously wasn't there because I was a, a, an elite amateur. Uh, my mum knew someone. I think what was it? Used, used to be sponsored by NEC. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think so. Back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. So back in the day, mum knew someone from NEC, and they said um, she said, "Oh, my son loves playing golf." And that would have been early two thousands, twenty years ago. So she said, "Oh, we've got a spot if you want to come and have a hit at uh, wherever it was." And I was like, "Okay, I'll go." turned up and I got a master with the amateurs hat and an umbrella and went down to the practice range to get there. And I didn't know, didn't know anything about it. I was warming up and then is it Peter senior might've walked in and was warming up next to me. And I'm like, I think this is a bit of a big deal. <laughs> probably shot a, probably shot a thousand and went home. Uh, what about you rocket? Did you have any master of the amateurs uh, experience? No. no. Hello. No, it's fine. Sorry being on silent. Hold on, let's backtrack over that. Is your phone ring the theme tune from Knight Rider? That is correct. 
I don't know why I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were old enough for Knight Rider. I thought that was more my era, but uh, clearly not. No, I know, even is, I know Knight Rider. Yeah. It is the best. One of the best TV shows ever. Uh, ever. If you don't know Knight, if you don't know Knight Rider, you've got to go and uh, you've got to go and see Knight Rider. Uh, Knight Rider is that old that I've got to, you know, those pictures that I've posted on my Instagram, Ross Ross um, I posted a few from 1987 trip to America. I reckon I've got one there with me standing next to Knight Rider at um, Universal Studios. That's how old Knight Rider oh, is. You mean Kit? Yeah, Kit the yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Industries two thousand. That was half. That was not no 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 not not David Hasselhoff no. He was still no. That was the year before the Berlin Wall. The year before yeah. David Hasselhoff single-handedly brought down the Berlin Wall. That's it. Don't uh, hassle the Hoff. If if you're listening and you don't know about Knight Rider, go and check that out. And if you don't know about the Berlin Wall, certainly go and check that so, out. So I think I think um, they've. I think it's on. I'll, I'll double check so we can post it as well. So I think Knight Rider series they're streaming on. Uh, they've been doing it on nine. So okay. you can go and actually watch historical stuff of Knight Rider, which I've watched, obviously, again. The oh, other well. one that I'm disappointed they haven't put back on again, uh, and I alternate between this one as well for a ringtone, is uh, Airwolf. Oh, that's the, that was the helicopter? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the night, That's the helicopter version of Knight Rider. That's proper 80s. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of 80s and 90s, I'm, I'm listening to the uh, Will Smith uh, biography, autobiography at the moment, which is really, really good. And it's just got up to the part where he became the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yep. Uh, another classic. Uh, what was that? Nineties. That'd be nineties. Yeah, that would have yeah. been yep. yeah early nineties. That was just before DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, and the Fresh Prince. And the Fresh Prince. No, that was just after. Oh no, sorry, yeah. just after. Yeah. Sorry, he was sorry. he was already yeah he was already that. Um, I didn't know much about DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, but I uh, certainly knew about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, Mike, you had your hat out there before. Um, I did. What's the situation? No, no one can see it. Yeah, you can if you go to the YouTube, and that's another reminder for everyone to go to the YouTube. Pop it on. Put it over the hat. Yeah, you, um, can, you can finish it. I'll with put it like that. Um, well, I think tomorrow's it, yellow day. Tomorrow is the day for cancer awareness at uh, the, uh, the the Australian PGA. So I thought it'd be good to have. I thought I'd get my bucket hat out for that, and I, this is the this is the one that I found, which is perfect, especially. After Ginger Ninja had made a comment on your post of me playing at PK without a hat on in the heat, mind you, I think it was about eight o'clock in the morning when that photo was taken. Um, but yeah, that's it. This is my uh, yellow hat for cancer awareness. So you've got your Luke the Dutt Titleist bucket hat on. Uh, they're very hard to get. Um, now I did also played in that same sun and did cover up and didn't get sunburnt, but I had long pants on, which you were. You still can't understand why I can play golf in the middle of summer with long pants on. Well. I'm just letting you know that I've done something about it and I might even get the legs out for uh, a bit of short action because it has maintained to be hot. But I just want to show you and see if you can notice a difference. Now, once again, you have to get onto the YouTube and, and check this out. So it's not going to quite... Did you get a spray tan? Can you see? Can you see? I can see your knee. Is that tanned? Actually, There's a little bit of tannage there. Nice. And, and and I thought, well, it's only appropriate because Rocket, once again, if you're watching the YouTube, you're going to see Rocket. He's forgot the sleeves on his shirt tonight, and I'll slow, I'll slowly <laughs> brown I'll slowly brown out like a good Royal <laughs> Melbourne fairway in 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 December. Well, Rocket, uh, this is cl clearly an unsponsored part, but Latan fast tan in a can, um, <laughs> easy to apply, and you know you can get bronze uh, bronze. Calves like Phil um, and like Ross, um, you can see it there. 
easy to apply rocket if you want to get some that on you on you. i'll send it up to you if you want so by the end of this year rocket needs a tailor-made sponsorship you need a latan bronzing uh sponsorship and i'm 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 happy with callaway so we can sort that out i'm sure there's people just there's, there's a flood of offers coming in i'm sure I seriously used that on my legs two times. I didn't go. One, I didn't go once. I topped it up today. I gave it another hey, go. Well, I've got the I've got the most solid golf sock tan going. My wife just says to me all the time, "What are you going to do about that?" And that's a it's a, it's certainly a female question. I, I look at it like, well, what would I possibly do with that? I don't care. Uh, if I'm wearing if I'm if I'm outside, there's a solid chance I'm in shorts and I'm playing golf. One of our, one of our significant listeners and most regular listener outside of my rocket is my dad. He spent his New Year's Eve <laughs> watching the episodes of the podcast on YouTube with his Scottish mate up there in the Hunter Valley. Um, that's how that's how good he was going up there, and the two of them sitting there drinking whiskey. The only night a year he, he drinks whiskey. Um, he will nice. be he will be repulsed that I'm actually he talking. Will be. <laughs> that I've shown my legs. Um, there'll, there'll be questions had, <laughs> and I've, I've admitted on national TV to um, you know, wearing using <laughs> fake tan. Fifty year old man with fake tan. You're in trouble. Oh, uh, dear. It's, it's all for the entertainment. Uh, well, wear a bucket hat and um, spend some money on uh, ch- donation, uh, charities like uh, National Cancer Awareness. Um, <clears throat> men's health is important. Or everyone's health is important. But as golfers, uh, we're out in the sun, so look after your skin. Uh, Vic Open is upcoming. Uh, a few more events for the ladies up in Bonville, and then they move up to the Gold Coast. So there's a couple of international LET Tour co-sanctioned events coming out. Gabrielle McDonald's coming out for those. So I've been talking to her about that. Um, but the Vic Open, uh, it's the 11th, I think, 11th to the whatever it is. Um, so the 10th, uh, Mike, what are you doing? You want to come and caddy? The 10th of Feb? Yeah. Maybe you're a you're a. I'm I mean, taking holidays in Feb. It's it's not peak cheese time, so I'm going to take some uh, take some leave. Well, I think uh, so. If anyone has anywhere they want me to come and play golf, you just let me know because there's a solid chance in in Feb I'll be on holidays. I'm going to take three weeks, and all I'm going to do is play golf. Well, I'm hopefully days away off, off signing the deal to um, whisper another tour, Victor, in uh, playing in the tour, in the pro am down there. Hopefully. Um, so a caddy spots available, uh, but we've got the ladies' tour event in uh, La Trobe uh, on the twenty sixth and twenty fourth and twenty fifth. So that'll be uh, good as well. We'll be down there. Um, got a few girls coming down to play in the pro am down there, which is good. So anything else, gents? Uh, what are you, Rocket? What about you? Oh, Formula One, Drive to Survive. It's your backdrop. Here we go. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, you brought it up many years ago that said we should do the golf should do something like this well and i think i was skeptical saying they'll, they'll never let you know the sith lords will never let uh, anyone have full control of you know how, how things look and stuff like that because that's what drives to survive as you see warts and all you know i love drive to survive especially season one i started watching it again because of gunter there's no one no one is as good as Gunter. Who's Gunter? I'd say I don't watch Dark Drive. He's well. the uh, he's the uh, team principal for Team Haas. Okay, Haas, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, very passionate German. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Total. So, uh, I, like, I do like Toto Wolf. You know, like, to, uh, Toto. Toto is Toto is an absolute. He's a nice man. 
He is an ice man. What I, what I have watched the the relationship between and the way they set uh, Toto Wolf and Christian Horner up uh, yeah. it, it's yeah. quite clever and it's quite funny. Um, yeah. And they both have a good laugh at each other and themselves. Um, yeah. Quite good. But you know, in all all seriousness, like we talked about this a long time ago. I I didn't have the time to go back and look at the archives of how many episodes ago it was, but it was must have been 2020, 2019 when we started to talk about. And it was at the time before golf was cool again, you know, before everyone wanted to be a golfer like us. Um, and we were talking about ways to, you know, bring entertainment and, and yeah. use to promote the game. And and we talked about Drive to Survive and said, well, imagine if they did something like that. And then, you know, I'm not saying that it was us and we were the first, clear, no, no, but, you know, the the groundswell of support we'll for back it. And go back and look at where the downloads are from. <laughs> well. I, I will, when I get time, check it out because I like to, I don't like to be wrong. I like to be right. Um, but, you know, clearly no laying up who have got a gazillion, bazillion, you know, downloads every week and, and they dedicate, you know, half almost half of their show at the end of it to talking about Formula One and talking about the drive to survive and, you know, this. So it was great to see that it was the groundswell of support for a concept like this to come to fruition. Um, can't wait to see it. I'm... Really, yeah. look, really looking forward to. I'll probably watch that more than the golf, because um, I, I like listening to the stories and like hearing from the people. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they do it, because obviously the drive to survive, you don't see it until after the season is done. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's kind of you've watched the season, and then drive to survive comes out, and then you get to see all the the machinations and all the behind the scenes stuff because they're, they're trying to tell us stories, right? So so maybe they might do the same thing, right? They're, can they find a narrative through the year rather than try and, you know, do they put, do the tournament in chunks and then start to, or do bits in chunks and then start to feed it out over the course of the year? Because you've got to remember it's Formula One is, what is it, 20 events? Yeah. 20, yeah. 20 races over the year and it's sort of, it's it is over the court. It is over a long period of time, but it but is where, yeah, where PGA Tour is like fifty two weeks of the year. Yeah, you are you're, you're right, and that will be, I guess, the skill in telling that story. I hope it's not like a you know a behind the scenes highlight package. I, I, that sort of doesn't interest me. But how they do tell that story in in and out of the year, and because the the byplay between the people is what what you want to hear and see and all that sort of thing, yeah. and of course you know. Formula One, it's 20 events, it's the same drivers, it's the same teams, you know, they're shunting in, shunting out, week in, week out, and um, so they turn up all, all the same every week. The PGA well, Tour is not like that. You know, you've got some in, some out, some thereabouts, and some not, so. Well, it's going to be interesting because you, you have the perceptions of certain players and then are they going to, is it going to be just like, yeah, they're exactly as they were, right? Because I think Dustin Johnson... DJ yeah, DJ signed on. So his DJ is boring as what he appears. I think, uh, like you, for me, like what's a normal season of Drive to Survive? What eight or ten episodes? Is that right? That's not. They don't do twenty, do they? I can't. No, 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 no. They they do skip a few races, or they condense. Yeah, that, like one episode effectively is almost like two yeah. two races. Yeah. So I think it's. I think it is ten. So I'm, ten episodes. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess and say Pebble players Masters PGA Open Open US Open Championship, couple of um 
FedEx Cups. Courier Cup. They've already up to round eight. GCs. Correct. Uh, Scottish, the Scottish will get thrown in for sure because that's part of the PGA Tour this year. And yeah, that's so what, they'll do a Scottish and a Open Championship, right? Yeah, and they'll tell those stories. That that's my guess. Looking at the list of players, I think that the one thing we're all shocked about almost is like that was his. Here's the major, and then it'll be what's it, the week before, right? So they might yeah. have a contrasting of here's what these players are doing the week before in preparation. Yep. They might be playing. So if it's before the um, uh, before the John Masters, Deere, you know, whatever it is. Oh, I can't remember the one that's before the Masters now. Not before the Masters, yeah, it's changed. Yeah, because it used to be Houston Open, but it's not anymore. So it's the one before the Masters, and then the, the, there'll be the other players that might actually go, oh, no, we, we, we're taking the week off and we're going go yeah. to go to Augusta. Or is are there any players that, that might go earlier in the year, right? Do they go and find someone that does a an earlier scouting of, of the event or the tournament and go, this is how I approach it? Well, I mean, they, they, they'll use those players. I and mean, if you look at the list of players that are there, you think by the time they get back to the U, U, UK, um, Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, they're going to be a focus for the, the, the Open Championship um, for sure. Play anyone as towards the top. You've got a good mix. You've got, you got um, Tiny Dancer. You've got Berger. Um, uh, Cameron, don't call me Cam. Uh, Jolly D. Tony Finau, Matty Fitzmagic, uh, Fleetwood, um, the the fake mullet, um, R- Richard Flower, as you would say, yep. uh, Sergio, <laughs> uh, Harry Higgs, Max Homer, Victor Hovland. Like if they don't if they don't dive into Victor Hovland and the Nordic death medal, like I will be shattered. That'd I be will be shattered. If they don't dive into Victor Hovland and the Nordic death medal, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> um, DJ, Brooks. So are, are we going to find out, like, he's, this will be really interesting, right? What What is the real Brooks? Who is the real Brooks Kepka? right? Yeah. That's the bad. They can't, like, there's going to be such limited of what they can do. And that's a benefit of a Formula One. The Formula One is, these are the events. It's all happening in this place at this time. It's not like, like you said, Rocket. There's a, there's a event the week before here before they shoot over the plane Scotland, and it's like, well, are they going to have enough um, manpower to go and write? Well, we've got a whole team over there scouting, filming story, and then they're all going to get on a plane and fly this all, circus all the way over, or are they going to have two? And it's going to be very interesting to see how they how they break it all up. So I was just reading a little bit here. It says so, you know, Ram, um, the other Rory. Um, Bryson, Phil, and Tiger obviously not in it. I, I would never expect um, Phil and Tiger to be in it. Bryson, I, I don't think he's going to be in it because he wants to control his narrative and grow his channel. And he doesn't probably want to give them control because he'd probably come across the, the reason why he has a sore wrist. Um, so they're saying the pros can dictate the amount of access the cameras can have to their personal lives and those not currently committed could stand, still end up appearing in the show. Yeah. So it, it, it's going to be quite quite interesting to see what they do and do not allow outside yeah. of normal golf stuff. I think the most interesting thing for us as people who watch golf and love golf, like for someone like me, right, the guys that I want to see, uh, Harry Higgs and Max Homer, properly getting out and having fun and showing them 
it, like I know they'd be. A, oh, and you got Jolly D as well. You got yeah. you, so you got the, you got the th- you got the three guys that yep. that are just just get yeah, them out absolutely. somehow. Get Harold Varner on the list and get yeah. four of those guys out having fun. That's the sort of stuff I'd find interesting. But that's I'm not the market. The market is like we were talking about before we started recording. It's the guys and girls that come in and out of watching a bit of PGA Tour golf. They might just watch the majors. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And then that's for us. I mean, that's for me, as we sort of said before, I, I fell away from watching Formula One for a long time, didn't really pay any attention. And with Drive to Survive coming onto Netflix, I've probably watched more Formula One in the last three or four years than I've watched in a very long time. You know, the one that I reckon is going to be really interesting, Justin Thomas. This is going to be make or break on his personality. I like Justin Thomas. <laughs> I actually think he's quite fake and I think he's a bit of a knob. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so this is going to be make or break on his personality. Yeah. How, how, how real is he? Yeah. No, no, that's it. It's hard to, once you sort of sign off the waiver, they'll put up what they want to put up. Looking forward to it. Look, they've got to try something because, you know, I was reflecting on it uh, recently and – you know, trying to watch someone, one of my mates said, oh, how much golf do you watch? I said, not as much as what you think, because it's actually quite trying. You know, if you think about what we try and cover from, you know, March, March through to end of July, and then you have the the race to get your, fa- you know, your snout in the trough um, to go buy more fishing gear. And, you know, that's, there's a lot of stuff to cover. And it's like to try and watch, you know, four days of that, it's, it's you know, so when, when you when you don't, when you try and have a, have a life outside yeah. of watching golf, <coughs> you, you do start to pick and choose the events. If it's, you look at it and there's certain players that aren't playing or it's a course where you go, it's actually a really boring and, event, you, you kind of just tune out. And it's not conducive to where we live. At the end of the day, this stuff is West Coast and and Hawaii is kind of okay because it's on from, you know, seven or eight in the morning till midday. For a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, that's a great time to watch golf. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, most of the year, East Coast, it's, you know, five till eight. Awesome. Yeah, and being, you know, there's only so much... Paul Azinger and Nick Faldo one can be subjected to over the course of a year. Oh, I love listening to... Nothing makes me happier than listening to the US population complain about having to get up to watch the the Open Championship. It's like, come live where we live. <laughs> try watch go, try watching the Masters. Come come here for you know your golf season and see how easy it is to watch golf every yeah. single week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's 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 our next campaign rocket. Is um, you know, no disrespect to the Sir Nick and uh, Zinger and all that sort of thing, but getting some fresh fresh commentary. Uh, Perspectives. Well, Colton Oaks will be doing some this year, and he's awesome. Do, do you know what I put it down to? Is you've got there's there's people that are commentators, and they're supposed to be analysts, and unfortunately, they just they phone it in, like they're not doing research, they're not grinding away through the week, understanding about the tournament, the players, the course, and other bits and pieces. And and you, you, it tell it, it it shows when they when they speak because they talk just complete gobbledygook. 
it is just some of the stuff that comes out of their mouth is just absolute hogwash. And the unfortunate thing is that the, the most value that they gave was probably in their first five years, five to 10 years of them post their career doing um, commentary. And I would say in the last 10 years, because they've kind of bedded in, they're not grinding away on being still being like the best analysts. And so, for example, like let's like everyone likes to rag on Brandon Chambly, and and for good reason as well, because he makes some quite wild and quite strange comments, and he's quite polarizing. But there's one thing you'll never, you can never. Um, fault on the man is that he will go and research whatever he's talking about and he comes he comes to the gunfight with guns right and and he will he will argue and fight fight with you like tooth and nail and you know even Frank Noblo is was well versed you know ESPN did a great job because they've nicked um, David Duval over from from Golf Channel so if we get some ESPN telecasts uh, or um, the the um, Friday, Thursday, Friday ones, we might get a bit of um, SVP and and, um, and David Duval. And and those guys actually do their research. Where, unfortunately, Paul Azinger, like all he talks about is pressure. Talk about mm. the pressure. I think and f- I, I, I like the idea. Look, don't get me wrong. I understand why Paul Azinger, Faldo, David Duval, these guys get these gigs. But Colt knows as a guy doing these commentary one i love him because he says things that you want to hear him say like he talks like a normal person but he's off the pga tour two a year and a half ago two years ago with all due respect to the guys that i mentioned before that who are elite hall of fame golfers which colt knows is not they played the game a long time ago and the way that they look at shots and they understand it yes but they, don't. But they haven't gone and hit it. They're not hit. There. They haven't had to play at the same level with the same equipment. Like I like someone who's just off. You can't get a. You know, Rory's not going to come and sit in there, or Justin Thomas is not going to come and sit in the booth and do this sort of stuff. Someone like Phil Mickelson, you can't pay him enough to get him there. But someone who's literally been there not that long before and can walk into a booth and talk or be out on course walking, that's that for me is the best piece. Yeah. So so. Um... Actually, mate of mine, I'll contrast this with NFL. So there's the best analysts are the ones that do the research. And, and and this is a bit of a common theme is that the ones that are the really good analysts generally have been not the best football players. And they're the ones that have probably had to work the hardest and they've probably had to study more, do all this other stuff, right? And their, their, their view of the game is, is phenomenal. Like there's one of my favorite analyst now is a young guy he's been out of the game like five years he watches and he, he i asked him on twitter i said how much how much film do you watch a week and he goes i watch every snap of every game there is 16 games and there's yeah. around about 90 snaps a game yeah and he watches every one of them and breaks them down yeah. Like that's insane. Like that's that's high work rate. Yeah. And then you listen to some of the others. Like uh, one of my other favourite ones on ABC is Chris Collinsworth, who was a decent player for Cincinnati Bengals. But the thing is, though, he does his research. Like, and 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 the one thing that the really good ones do is they spend more time talking to the coaches and certain players 
bef- the, the the days leading up to the game to understand, you know, how you're going to approach this game and stuff like that. And that comes through in the telecast. They do the work and the effort. And that's one of the reasons I do love the game because the ones that do it and do it really well, they can break it down or start to call it out when it's happening. It's like it's anyone yeah. watching cricket now and they watch someone like Mark War, um, Adam Gilchrist or Ricky Ponting talking about cricket and they mm. can, they're already explaining what, what why the field's set a certain way or what's yeah. going to happen exactly. three balls later and it will exa- happen exactly like that. Because they're 10 yeah. minutes out of the game. They know, like, it's nothing against the older guys. They just but know. They, but they stay, they've stayed close with it yeah. and they under, they they bring an insight to the game that has never been brought before because they stay, they're still all staying actually quite close um, to the game at, at large. Hmm. No, it's the same with AFL. No different. It's, you know, I'd much prefer... Oh, yeah, Wayne... Ke- yeah, I'd, it's like listening to Wayne Carey versus Nick Rewalt. Nick Rewalt exactly. grinds, on, grinds on film. Wayne Carey dials it in because he's the king. Ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, yeah, tell us what you think about the uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. What, who do you want to see? What do you want to hear about? Uh, what do you think the format of the Drive to Survive is going to be? Um, what do you think about the PGA Tour commentary? What, what do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of? If you want to go to the effort of letting us know, drop it in the comments. Um, let us know if you've listened this far. Um, we know that you are a dedicated listener, so we've got a chance of getting some feedback from you. So thanks for listening for an hour and ten. Gentlemen, Magic Mike, Rocket Man, thank you as always. My pleasure, as always. Until next week, uh, we will see you again and uh, like, share and subscribe. Do all of that kind of stuff. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you again. Thanks for listening.